welcome back to Cold Beer Hot Tapes. I'm Kieran. I'm Tim. And uh, this week, episode 14, uh, we're talking about um, Skepta's latest album, uh, Ignorance is Bliss. Um, dropped about two weeks ago, I think. Two Fridays ago, roughly. Yep. Um, I'm kind of sitting on this one for a bit, but uh, it's his first release since 2015's Kenichiwa. 2016. 20, was it 2016? Oh, yeah, I yep. guess it was, yeah. Or did it come out late? Or It's one of those, the singles had been coming out as far back as like 2014. Because yeah. shut, shut down, that, that's not me, we were out for a long time. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, so his first album since 2016's Kenichiwa, which was... Critically acclaimed, Mercury uh, Prize. Yeah, it beat got, it beat like, like all of everyone back interested in grime again. Yeah, it was like a a big signifier of uh, like grime's pop moment, but also like here in the U.S. Yeah, like he turned that into some pretty high profile features on a Drake album. Like people were talking about Skepto. I, I even think we saw him. Yeah, we saw him at Governor's Ball two years ago. Yeah, yeah, two years ago, roughly, and he was excellent. But like, people were people showed up for that show. It was not like a uh, side stage, you know, or like you know, second show of the day. It was like late afternoon. Yeah, it was, it was, it was yeah. very unruly. <laughs> 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 it took us how long to to make All right? <laughs> uh, cool. It was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, first album in a few years. Um, this one, you know, I, I it, it's been a while since I've listened to Grime. I feel like I've, I've indulging a lot of British artists outside of Grime, like Jay Huss, um, Burna Boy. Or was Burna Boy British? He's Nigerian, but I think he's based in London. Based in yeah, true. Um, some JME. Um, I think there's like a Wiley project and a Gibbs project, or I think like Gig, two, yeah, two sl- Gibbs projects. Slotai. Yeah, everyone, everyone in the scene's been busy. Whether it's road rap. And then whatever you could call what what Octavian and Slow Tie are doing, because that's not really grime either. It's definitely uh, it's definitely influenced by it, yeah. but uh, not necessarily. It's it's I, I think the term they just uses like British they're British rappers. It's British hip hop, but it's yeah. clearly like takes a lot of cues from grime music, obviously. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's uh. So this this, this project's interesting. Um. My 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 initial reaction was after listening to this a few times, I felt the production was a little samey throughout most of the project. What you don't mean you those distinct preset horns and digital bloops get old? Yeah, it <laughs> to, to, it it felt like you could kind of see where it was coming from, and you started noticing some of the same patterns that he's done in his other production because he, he he self produced this album. Yeah, um, and he and he also did that for Kanichiwa. But uh, I felt like this album sonically lacked the variety of of Konnichiwa. I think there were just a lot more like uh, more out of pocket samples on Konnichiwa. Yes, and a little and a little bit different song structure. Like it took a lot of turns and a little bit more. Uh, I stand I stand by the original term variety. I felt like, and I, you know, I I didn't dislike it, but you know, you could tell he was clearly working out of like the same toolkit of like. Melody synth, hard hitting drums, and he didn't really change it up that much for this. And it was like just very much like looped melody, like looped synth, me- synth melodies and drums. It's going back to basics, fam. Come yeah. on, <laughs> it, it it did kind of feel like that though, like 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 very you know, a little bit. I guess that's closer to Grimes' roots 
um, and not as much production, but at times it did get a little boring. See, I I think that's a valid point of view. Really here, I am just glad that he chose his collaborators carefully in that yeah. I was very glad to not see any of the ASAP mob here. <laughs> and it's not that they haven't made good songs together, like Skepta produced and was featured on the best song off of Rocky's forgettable album from last year. What was that one even called? I don't even, I don't even fucking remember. Praise I, the Lord. Anyway, that specific song slapped off of testing. Yeah. But I, I mean, I am glad to not see Nast or any of the other like weed carriers as part of the ASAP mob just like <laughs> popping up on here because it, it always made me question like what's the connect and no, like no offense to like Shorty and, and Jammer and like the other BBK guys that aren't JME. I, I guess that's maybe where the overlap is like all oh, these goons remind me of my goons kind of thing. But I was glad to see Key make an appearance here. Uh, it's, I think their second collab together and then. Uh, otherwise, a lot of more usual suspects. I, I always appreciate the uh, the BBK posse cut that's on every every BBK album. Okay, you know what's really funny about that posse cut, and I believe that one is uh, Gangsta on here. Like, yeah, second. I think it's the second last song on the album. Um, so one that I really like too. Um, and I love how Grimes' tempo is just so fast that they could just like cram a whole posse cut into three minutes I know, it's, it's the best <laughs> like everyone gets a full verse like fleshed out and its song is like a clean three minutes yeah. and they're all on there uh it's it's wonderful whenever i hear that serious like uh jamie's coming to liven things up and not take himself as seriously because uh, i know i know we talked about it when we first started listening to this it's Skepta has a bit of an issue in how seriously he appears to take himself. It's I I agree. Um, and you know I I find that it's I have I have a couple a couple issues with how he seriously takes himself and some of his like you know topical choices for his lyrics in this album. But like he's just so self serious to the point where it is a little corny, and <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah. And like. I don't want to hear for like the tenth time how you like how even on Kanichiwa and even more on, the, on this one more so on this project. How many bars does he have about like you know like don't try to know me? You know what you know what I mean? Like something to that extent. Like I think there was one line on here on uh, no sleep, and he said, "Describe yourself in one word," and I used an emoji. emoji. Yeah, yeah. I was like laughing hysterically. <laughs> it was so funny, <laughs> and like I, I just I just found that like so. Like, ridiculous, you know? And there was a couple moments in this album, like, lyrically, like, the guy's so self-serious, and it's really hard to... Like, because he'll have some identify leg- with. legitimately funny bars, and it's like, do you think that he, like, chuckles to himself in the booth after he records, like, one of those kind of... Uh, they said, girl, there's a gun. I saw man's walk in, and I took his wife and disarmed him, or something like that. I'm like, did, I mean, I think that's a funny bar, but he's so, like, on the nose in the way he's delivering it, it's like... Does he think this is funny? Is, is this the case of like the British are being too dry for Americans to pick up, or uh... I, I could be? I mean, we think it's funny, right? Or, I'm, <laughs> just, or you... I, I'm in Paris to the goons, take a selfie and go hang it in the Louvre. Like, oh man, like just I know he's laughing at that because that's just funny. But sometimes there's ones that like you can't fully tell if he's actually uh, 
you know, like, like, is he kidding? I don't actually know. Is this like just like a very like blown out of proportion line? Like, and, and there's like, there's like always like that some level of like just pumped up, like over the top machismo that you get from him. <laughs> but like, sometimes I can't tell when he's kidding. See, and then what? Because, you know, I really have bought into this, like, okay, maybe Skepta takes himself a little bit too seriously. I was watching the video he put out for um, Grease Mode, and it's him doing, like, a real hokey, like, robbery video with, like, a wig and fake mustache on. I'm like, okay, I guess he has a sense of humor. It's just, like, he's very reserved about it when he's doing the mean mugging dad hat on, hoodie up, is what you mean, what you mean. And, you know, it gets old a lot of the time, and... It, it makes me often want to go back to, you know, the thinking man's Atanuga brother, Jamie. But <laughs> I, I mean, okay, at the same time, though, I guess he's he's 36, and this is yeah. his fifth album. So, And he's been doing this for, like, 13 years. So at some, at some point, I can see why he'd take himself kind of seriously, but at the same time, he's getting to that side that's getting closer to 40, so you think he'd start taking himself less seriously again, you know? Yeah, and I kind of agree, but I feel like the hard thing he has is, like, finding that balance and tone of, like, in his songs of, like, actually joking around, but sometimes the bars that he's, like, clearly joking around on are not that different from the ones that, like, you can't tell, you know? Like, yeah. the like the, the emoji one, like, like I asked you to describe yourself one word, like, it was pretty funny. That, I, I thought it was funny, but he's also, like, said other lines, like, she asked me what my last name was, and, like killed the conversation but he like gives that kind that's like on his last album but that gives it like so much more weight than this one so he's like seemingly addressing the same subject matter of like i don't want to tell anyone about myself and kind of like you know that kind of like intense like uh introverted uh posturing you know yeah yeah, you yeah i guess he's the tough guyness but like he rides the line between joking and not and you can't tell like, it's one of those, like, he's been famous for so long, you think he'd be a little bit made of more peace with it, but I guess, you know, there is that, like, dark period from, like, 2010 and 11 where, like, everyone in grime was kind of selling out, so yeah. they, they all had to take their time from, like, 2012 to, like, 2014 to, like, fix it, and I guess maybe it's a result of that, they're kind of like, okay, like, nah, like, this grime thing is still serious business, and maybe that's why it has that kind of like, are they kidding? Are they not? I mean, at the end of the day, the tunes still bang. <laughs> yeah, but also, you know, to dive into the lyrics a little deeper here, because I think we we're also talking about the lyrical content of, of of the album a little bit at one point, like out of this out of this conversation. But at some some point between now and when we first started listening to it, I think we were. In a group chat, we're talking about like crime more about the delivery and the energy rather than the lyrical content, which I think holds true. Um, I forget who said that. Um, was it you? Yeah, or Scott? Somebody? Me or Scott? Uh, somebody? Um, yeah. Or Dadgy and get another shout out. Um, part of the group text brain trust. Um, but you know, a lot of that, and I think that's true. Like with Grimes, the lyrics sometimes feel a little bit can be a little afterthought. Compared to a little, little hackneyed that time, yeah, and especially considering like you have this wave of like British hip hop that's coming up, like Slow Tie and Octavian and Jay Hus. Those guys are really good lyricists, like especially listening to, uh, you know, um, ain't nothing great about or nothing, n- nothing great about Britain. Yeah, um, like that one's like that's that's very lyrical, topical. It's it's interesting, and um, 
and then you get the Skepta, and this album just doesn't really have the same lyrical punch to it, or really much of a weight to what he's saying a lot of the time. I feel like he'll dig into like the same kind of tropes of like tough guy bullshit and then like rich guy bullshit and then you'll get more details peppered in there but i feel like that's like his default go-to i would i definitely agree with some of that but at the same time i see a song like um what was it same old story it's like the okay it's been 15 years this is like the spiritual successor to single off of greatest hits his first album yeah where he's going off this whole thing like all right it's friday night you know you're going out with the lads to go run into girls and all that mm. and now you know he's 30 something he has a daughter and everything now and it's like all right body counts whatever we don't have to keep up this kind of charade anymore and it's like all right you can see that maybe it's not like all positive growth, but you can see that there's some kind of maturing of attitudes, even if it's not fully, you know, yeah, PC is not just like, just like the perspective isn't as good as it could be, but you see some growth in things like that, especially like that one, two punch of same old story and love me not. Yeah. And, and I think it's interesting too, cause like got a little bit more auto, like a little bit more auto, autobiographical on the songs talking about, you know, some like very tangible experience that feel like it had some narrative to it. But then, counterpoint here, like, there's several times this album, uh, you know, gets the, the subject matter, uh, gets a little problematic, and um, the, the, the main offender is uh, Redrum, um, or is it Redrum? I don't know what it is. Redrum. Redrum, yeah. Um, the, the hook is essentially, like, the punchline to the hook is slappy like Ike Turner. Ike Turner was, like, a notoriously abusive... Like he was, he was, he was, he was like like domestic violence. Like I don't know if you know how much you know about like Ike yeah, and Tina Turner, but like not, that that relationship is like just plagued by domestic violence, all perpetrated by him. It's like well documented that he's a known like very very horrific abuser, right? And I felt like that kind of punchline was just like yeah, you've shown some like growth on their songs, but then you've shown like a real tone deafness there that I found a little. Dis- I found not a little. I found it like pretty discouraging. It was just kind of like, all right, man. Like this is kind of was kind of whack. Cons- and also considering some of his past subject matter from yeah. years ago, which like this this one I felt like was tone deaf and problematic, and I didn't did not like it at all. But he's done far more problematic things yep. in the not too distant Ooh. past, and we're not going to go into it here because I don't feel like saying any of that stuff there. But yeah. it's 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 bad. It's there's some really like uh, transphobic shit that he has in his lyric content, like the basis of songs. And, you know, that was that, that like, especially hearing that line on there, was a little discouraging for me. Cause I did feel like he took some steps, but then I'm like, you're not exactly like, like it's, it's not quite the same, but it's still like, dude, come on. You know, I, that's, well, that was one of the things that I found that that was in the first half of the album. I found in the second half of the album to be much stronger than the, the first half, and I think I agree that is a big part of it. From like the song with Jay Huss onward, not uh, even that. Uh, you, I don't even like that one. I, okay, they, I, they, they made very poor use of Jay Huss on that. To, to be yeah, perfectly yeah. honest, when I saw like, oh wait, Skep's got a song called "What, what You Mean?" Yeah, <laughs> featuring Jay Huss, like, oh, it's gonna be a banger. And I'm like, oh, well. and it was, and, and it was, it it dinged slightly. It, it was like you know, really like stock whistles and just like yeah. Like train whistles, and I'm like, yeah. I mean, I know you can both do better than this, and I know 
J-Hus just got out, and maybe he's saving a better collab for whatever he puts out next. But it felt extremely flat. As a, I think that was my biggest criticism. Some of those first few songs on the album, like just getting those just loopy drums, uh, the typical like you know kind of honking bass synth lines yeah. and like melody loops that are like just basic synths or like keyboards, and it was pretty boring. See, you know, going off of that a little bit is what I think is really funny about the kind of collabs he's had with people on this side of the Atlantic is that grime and trap tempos are not that far off from each other. And I feel, like, and I feel like he's taken almost none of the production cues from trap and, and incorporated them into any of his own music. I, I would I would disagree a little bit. Um, and, and I guess the one point, the one song I would point to for that is um, Same Old Story, where... You know, I, I I really like the production of that one. The drums hit, you know, pretty hard. Um, but I felt like it had that woodwind melody kind of uh, looping that we saw a few years ago on like, um, oh man, what's that future song with the uh, Percocet? Oh, yeah. uh, um, oh, why am I forgetting this? Or oh, uh, mask on, mask yes. off, mask off, yeah. mask off. Yeah, sorry. Um, wow, that took way too long to get that. Uh, I, um, I, I'm ashamed to call myself. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, took, well, took that us long. way too long to get to that. Um, but like that, I feel like that had similar production to that kind of song, and I feel like we did hear that like woodwind melody sample like loops in I, I, in I, trap I, music for a bit. So yeah. I, I I did connect that dot when I was listening to it. And that song also was like pretty good. Um, I felt like that had his most compelling hook on the album because some of like I felt like most of the guests in this project, especially in the first half, were relegated to like pretty boring hooks, like especially yeah, Jay Hus. I, I also really didn't like the hook on Grease Mode. Yeah, no, it just, it's just fine. It's it's all right. Um, the production on that one's pretty good. Like that big like honking brassy synth line, um, and the hook there was okay. Uh, but like same old story. Like that was skept on the hook and it was good like that that felt like kind of what i came here for you know what i mean yeah, <laughs> like I, I yeah but that's yeah, where that's really where like it starts to peak for me because i say love me not is my favorite favorite tune on here yeah. mainly because like i get such like 2001 dirty vegas vibes on the hook and also because of the, the like i don't even know like where what year was a hit but the song it samples uh, murder, murder on the dance floor, but you don't know what to do. And it has that kind of like, wow, is it 2007 again? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like not in a bad way because it's felt super familiar, but in a, a fresh way. And it's good to see them kind of like winking back at like those old kind of tropes from when they were literally like teens doing this in Tottenham. I had the I wear my sunglasses at night. <laughs> that is like the funniest sample of all time. The funniest thing ever. Yeah. But- at the same time, though, like it's the hook is roses are red, violets are blue. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's so funny. I, I was listening to a bunch of just like older cuts too, because it made me go back to greatest hits and a bit of microphone champion. I'm like, you know, from my complaints here, there's nothing like too many men on anything on here. That is that song. Like, still, it. I, I think that song is an actually an abomination. <laughs> It, it it is like 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 but it's like so problematic and it's not even like it it's like too many men and what's the the other one that we're talking about that's like trans like the song's the one super problematic disguise the one that's super problematic yeah like that like that's not song this song is like abhorrent it's so bad too many men is not as bad but that shit that's well, okay well too many men is not transfo- transphobic while also in- <laughs> interpolating the transformers theme song <laughs> it's so, so, just so bad. <laughs> 
agree. <laughs> just, I, I mean, I, I get just, it. No, maybe, maybe they were just so frustrated that there were a lot of guys at the club and they just <laughs> made a song about it. <laughs> the Transformers theme song. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. So, so bad. I, I, you know, I, I feel like navigating some of his earlier stuff is a bit of a minefield in terms of like some of that shit does not fly from like a PC, you know, like. The thing is, prob- though, but it's but there's some specific album too. It, yes, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. And there's like some real like you. There's songs in there that like you do not want to listen to, and the type of shit they listen to, you're like you look at them like, what the fuck, man? Like you know, yeah, and man. even then, like some of that shit was clearly bad, which is I find I, I, I'm like very hung up on this, but I still think it's like it's bad, and I and I want to give the benefit of the doubt that he's changed, but that. That like I turn her line was just like come the fuck on, dude. Like that's just a step backward. But his earlier shit does have that like too many men and then those sunglasses at night are two of the goofiest things you will ever hear in your life. And then, you know, <laughs> they're ro- so ro- funny. Like, Sweep had a dance attached to it. Like 2009 was a very dark time for BBK. <laughs> it's uh, dude, that shit's so weird. Oh um, man. But going back to this album, um. Today, Thank- thankfully, there's no Transformers sample. The thing is, now that you were talking about, it, I just have it like I have it like in my head. Like they should really do the. They should go back and like try and do the uh, the X Men '90s theme song on there. I would I would kill for that oh one. God. Uh, but <laughs> other 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 things I did like on here. I did like the production. Same old story. Um, what do you what what you mean is like I, I was upsettingly bad considering I love J Huss and it was just so uninteresting. Um. Uh, gangsta cramming a posse cut into like the time it takes to brush your teeth, which is the funniest thing in the world to me. <laughs> it's, it's wonderful. <laughs> and it's a good, it's a really good posse cut too. It, 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 it delivers. Um, and then I really liked uh, in the latter half of the album, Glow in the Dark. Yeah, with, yeah, uh, with Wizkid and La- Lazy. Lazy. They did a wonderful job with that hook. I've been yeah. singing that hook to myself for like, since, since I've heard this album. Like the first time I heard it, like it is a really, really good hook. It feels a little like listing towards the end, you know what I mean? But um they kind of just float over it, but like I feel like that was like one of the stronger crossover elements here, like not necessarily it was it, not it, it was didn't not feel a pandering, but it didn't feel like unwarranted, you know. No, and it was like clearly not not like you know, he did this on Kanichiwa where like it was not as grime oriented, and like the production was not as grime focused, and yeah. that is a hundred percent the case on this one. Um, and I really liked it. Like the drum pattern here is like also pretty cool. Um, it just kind of feels like it st- steps away from the grime elements for a bit, and um, they kill it on that hook. Like that hook is is fantastic. Yeah, I got yeah. That's that easily top three of the album for me. Um, Say yeah, love me not, glow in the dark, and maybe no sleep. That you know that. Like, yes, do, 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 do. I like uh, that. That one pretty good. That's that's one of the better like uses of like the basic like the set of, inst- of instruments yeah. he's using on like the you know the probably on the DAW that he's just working off of. But like, I really that, want to watch Skepta make a beat. Yeah, that that one in particular was not that bad, but some of the other ones that like fall into that same formula can be pretty boring. Um, I I like Grease Mode, um, Red Rum. What do you mean? Like nothing fancy, but No, no Sleep was probably the most interesting track off the off the first album. 
Sorry, my my brain is like completely derailed by thinking of his old dumb songs, and I it's now I'm getting like I have actual brain worms for these, and then <laughs> and like, I just can't man, stop that, thinking of that thunderous like trumpet bass. Uh, too many men is lit. It's yeah, it's. I just think it's funny how we're like ten minutes ago. We're just like this guy takes himself too too seriously, at least recently, because we knew like ten years ago that was not the case. <laughs> oh yeah, no, but I I have a, an idea for what, uh, what we want the thumbnail to be for the post tomorrow, and there's old freestyle like all of their old BBK BBK people, uh, Wario, Triggs, Shorty, Jammer, and uh, JV and Skepta all in a room. Jamie without a do rag, which is very rare. But Skepta has like one of those Russian like babushka hats on for no reason. <laughs> it's just really funny. But he's also like hyping the shit out of Jamie from like behind him. And I'm like, yeah, I would I could not picture Skepta doing that any time past 2007. No, but, but it's a great it's a great piece of history that exists. I mean, to be fair, maybe like his time in the music world has uh you Jamie know yeah fair. a little bit, which is a uh, completely reasonable reasonable to say. Um. But overall, what's your what's your final final take on this project? Uh, you know, it's it's a warm tape. Like, uh, nothing is so like, eh, that I would like rush to cover my ears. But the stuff that's good here is really good. You know. Yeah. Um. I think that, yeah, the stuff here, uh, the, like I I actually I truly love. Uh. You know, glow in the dark is really good. Uh. Same old stories like pretty good there's some like it's good production it sounds nice it's engineered well when you listen to your headphones it sounds like pretty good but overall i don't think this is a bad project but there's some like true truly tepid songs on here that i would not recommend i think it's like warm if if you like grime and if you enjoy kenichiwa you're gonna find something to like here but if you're expecting something as like dynamic as kenichiwa it's not that yeah because i mean i'd say this is my second favorite like uk artist released this year because slow ties like easily number one that right album now. is so good yeah and skepta's future on that album is excellent yeah it's really good but then Giggs's album was just way too long and this hits that happy medium like 13 songs 40 minutes 40 something minutes and it doesn't overstay its welcome even though like i think we both agree that the first half is kind of tepid yeah but you could, you know, I, I still stand by my, uh, in terms of subject matter, the lyrics, like a little bit of a step backward in spots, um, but also weirdly some growth. He's a complicated dude, you know. Um, even, even there are definitely some moments of, come off the stage, they don't want to hear yeah. you for some of these songs. <laughs> like, there's some stuff here I just uh, I just don't want to deal with. <laughs> but, um, yeah, there's some like, yeah, Red, red Rum is a, is a bona fide stinker, and I would suggest skipping it, but... uh other than that, yeah, I, I, this is this is a warm tape. It's it's worth a listen if you're interested in the scene, but if you're like trying to get into grime, especially in its current state, I don't think this is like uh, worthwhile for you. Yeah, and you know it's funny because now I realize it's one of those things that nobody's really talked about that much. But there were those like two two three months this year where like. Skepta and Wiley kept sending for each other and dropping disconnects. Yes, what was the disconnect in that? I don't even know. I remember apparently Skepta tried to squash the beef at Wiley's birthday party, but he didn't show up for it. His own birthday party, so I, I don't know, man. They're, those guys have such like a weird, like history together. 
because before uh for jamie and skepta started um boy better know they, they're all part of roll roll deep with yeah. wiley and all them mm-hmm. but you know they get older things change but i thought they were cool because they were all on um what was it wiley's very good album from 2017 uh Godfather. Yeah, that was a solid album. It was a, it was a very good project. But you know, you know, as you know, everyone gets old and their feelings, I'm sure beef will be squashed by like the end of the year, if not already. Yeah, if it's over a birthday party, I'm not too worried about it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is uh, episode 14. Skepta's ignorant as bliss. I'm Tim. I'm Kieran. See you next time. Mm-hmm.